guys and welcome to the squared circle addicts podcast it's me your buddy nessa better known as great love 91 on twitter and it has been a long time since we have done this i'm so happy to be back before we get into today's show i feel like i owe you guys an explanation of why I have been absent. If you guys keep up with this podcast, you know that the last episode I recorded was Royal Rumble 2019. I'm not 2019, excuse me, 2020. And I did that with my buddy, Will. Uh, And then after that, I kind of just dropped off the face of the earth. And reason for that is I lost my brother this year. I lost my grandma this year. COVID-19 basically destroyed us all in some sense of the word and it's just it's just been a crazy year and I just really haven't been motivated to get on here and do a podcast. I usually discuss wrestling by my own terms on Twitter. So if you follow me on Twitter, you probably didn't miss much, but if you don't, you probably missed a lot. But no less, we are back and I am hyped because today we are bringing you our war games predictions and I am so freaking stoked because a little bit over a year later i am bringing my two favorite guests back on the show if you guys listened to the last war games podcast that we did last year you know that i brought my buddies bennett and kevin to do this with me and last time we were on opposite sides this time we're on the same side but no less i'm happy to have them back so welcome to the show guys how the hell are you I'm so great. great. I'm happy to have you guys here. This is fun. I'm super duper excited. How are you guys feeling about war games this time around compared to last year? Uh, I'm pretty even about it. Same as last year. Great matches. Would you say that you're more excited, similar excited, or least excited this year compared to last year? I'm super excited for the matches this year, to be honest. And what what match would you say you're looking forward to the most? Uh, well, the women's war games, obviously. And I would say Johnny, Leon Ruff, and Damien Priest. 
as your second. I like those choices. What about you, Ben? How do you feel about this year? Oh, man. Two of my good friends are on the same team. How, like, can it get any better? I mean, <laughs> you are living your best life right now, my friend. No, yeah, that, that's awesome. That's like the one thing that I actually thought about this year, too. I was like, dude, you just keep having friends in War Games matches. This year, I don't have – I have no friends. I have favorite wrestlers, but I have no friends. Um, but, no, it's it's still it's still equally as cool. And I know this is like a big deal because you, you've been uh, – both of you, actually, have been hardcore Shotzi fans for a long time. So it's got to feel good to see her get this opportunity. Am I right? Yep. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, last year, Rhea was, uh, you know, the leader uh, for the first ever women's war games match. She's in it again. And then Shotzi gets a chance. Like, yes. It's just, I think war games is your pay-per-view, Ben. And I think it, like, caters to you. They're like, we got to make him happy every time. So let's just put somebody loves it in. Yeah. Every single time. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So with that being said, let's get into the nitty-gritty of this card. And the first match we are going to, I guess, give predictions on is Tommaso Ciampa versus Timothy Thatcher. Uh, me, personally, I think this match is going to be – it's going to be a treat because we know Timothy Thatcher with his catch-can wrestling is absolutely incredible. Uh, and then, of course, Tommaso Ciampa, arguably one of the best NXT champions of all time uh this match was kind of made out of nowhere really um but i'm still looking forward to the <clears throat> possibilities in this match uh, i won't give my prediction first so i'll let one of you guys go but who do you think takes this match i'm gonna have to say tomaso on this one and is there a specific reason why you think that um i just feel like there hasn't really been any buildup to this match, and I just feel like Tommaso has the advantage in like all the takeover matches that he's been in. Like he wins, and like this is Thatcher's first takeover, so that's probably my projection. For sure, I like I like that um, that analysis. What about you, Ben? To be honest, though, like Timothy could very well be an underdog. I think I could see that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Tommaso Ciampa is like such a big name. You, I think you kind of automatically think like, oh, he's, he's winning, right? Um, for me, yeah, for me, it's a toss-up too because, you know, lately um, you've had Tommaso cut these promos talking about how the NXT roster has changed, how it's gone soft, mm -hmm. how it's not what it used to be. But then you have Timothy Thatcher with his catch-can wrestling attitude, and he's trying to bring this new, pure form of wrestling to the squared circle, if you will. Uh, so I think they both have something to prove. I just don't necessarily know, you know, where the WWE is going to go and be like, you know, this is the person we want to push. But, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you, Ben, on this one, and I'm going to go with Timothy Thatcher. I think he pulls a surprising upset because I think that that will piss people off and I think that will like propel him for position of being probably a top hill because I feel like aside from Johnny Gargano uh NXT kind of needs that I would think so so yeah I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Timothy Thatcher as well 
The next match on the card is a match that honestly I could give two shits about, and I'm I'm just gonna say that because uh, I I don't I don't care about these two, and that's uh, the strap match: Cameron Grimes versus Dexter Loomis. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say it: Cameron Grimes. I don't get him at all. Uh, I know people on the Twitter like to hype him up. And I just, I just don't get his gimmick. I don't get his character with his top hat thingy and his I'm going to take it to the moon thing. I'm not going to do his high-pitched voice because it's annoying. Uh, and then Dexter Loomis is cool, but I feel like when he was out on injury, he kind of, like, lost his momentum and kind of, like, I don't know. I guess I care less about him than I did before. Um, this whole buildup. I just have really no interest in it. Am I the only one? Do you guys feel the same way? Are are you guys stoked for this match? Tell yeah, me. I feel the same way because I'm not really big fans of both. I mean, Cameron Grimes, I don't really get his gimmick at all. And Grimes and um, Loomis is just in his head with all these like things starting from in your house with the horror match. What did you guys think of that match? Because that was, I mean, WWE has been doing a lot of uh, cinematic matches as of late, um, and that was one of them. What were your guys' thoughts on that? I liked it. Did you like it? Yeah. For me, I thought it was weird. The only part that I liked was when uh, Cameron Grimes was, like, running down the highway he was kind of like being chased. I don't know how they got that shot. I'm assuming it was probably a drone of some sort. Yeah. Uh, but I like that because it reminded me of like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know? I don't know if you guys yeah. movie, but that scene where like the chick is running down the, the highway trying to catch the car and you got Weatherface like behind her with the chainsaw. I don't know. That's what it reminded me of. So I thought that part was cool. Uh, but other than that, um, this whole feud has been like it's funny. Every time I sit and watch wrestling with my roommates, um, they tend to come in at like the cheesiest parts of the show. And I remember when the buildup for I think it was yesterday, uh, not yesterday, Wednesday on NXT, um, when they did the buildup for the strap match, and my roommate was like, "Oh, it's these weirdos again." And I was like, "Oh yeah, they're supposed to wrestle each other on on a." Saturday, I'm not Saturday, Sunday. And um, she was like, yeah, I'm not interested in it at all. Because sometimes they'll watch wrestling with me, other times they won't. But regardless, like I said, I, I don't really care about this match. So I'll go ahead and, and say who I think is going to win first, since I kind of just want to get it out the way, honestly. Um, and to me, I think, uh, I think Dexter Loomis takes this win. I think he kind of has more to, to gain. He's He's technically the face in this feud, in this feud, and yeah, Cameron Grimes has been running for him from for too long, so I think he picks up the win. What about you guys? I'm going with Dexter. You're gonna go with Dexter Loomis. Yeah. We're, we're giving a bunch of different answers. I love it when this happens because it's like, well, one of us has to end the thing wrong. So, so we'll we'll see how that goes. What about you, Bennett? How do you feel about this match? Did you say it's a strap match? Yeah, it is. Uh, no, I honestly I can't stand strap matches. They just piss me off. So 
I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> you be like, I'm going to tune out this match. It's not happening. I'm going to go with Dexter. Yeah, I don't, the, uh, I don't get the um, the appeal behind strap matches either. Like, it's they're, like, strapped to each other's wrist. And, like, I don't know. It's weird. I don't like, I don't like the flow of it. Yeah, this is the match I don't care about. This is going to be my my bathroom break match or yeah. let me go get the next match because I just, I don't care. So you don't care. Okay, so even if you don't care who, like, wins, who do you think wins? Dexter. At least. Dexter Lewis. Okay, so we are all in the agreement that Dexter wins this match. Yeah, I just, I just don't get it. I don't get how they're trying to push Grimes because clearly they've been trying. I just don't understand. How and when and where and why, <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, the third match on the card is the only title match uh, for uh, Sunday's show, which is crazy because it's like what? There's no other titles being defended. But I mean, I get it. It's War Games. It's, you know the two War Games matches, but the only title match being defended is Leon Ruff's North American Championship as he uh, takes on Damian Priest and Johnny Gargano. Uh, the way that this match came about for me was really, like, random and surprising. And I guess for WWE, that's a good thing um, because usually everything WWE does is predictable. Um, to be completely honest, when Johnny Gargano won the NXT North American Championship for the second time, I was ecstatic because I myself personally personally follow the Johnny Gargano way. Uh, I mean, why wouldn't you? Um, and so I was stoked for him. I was like, yeah, my boy like won the title, especially because I, I've been a fan of his for a long time. And truthfully, outside of his tag team title run in NXT, his other runs in NXT haven't been the greatest. And I thought maybe, just maybe, now that he's a hill, they'll they'll let him go with it for a while. Uh, and I know that there's a there's this argument that Johnny Gargano needs to leave NXT and go to the main roster because he's stinking up NXT and he's been there too long and he's already done uh, you know everything there is to do. So I want to ask you guys about that. How do you guys feel about? that argument that Johnny shouldn't be in NXT anymore. Do you like him in NXT? Do you want to see him move on? Are you annoyed by him? How do you feel about the hill Johnny Gargano? Personally, I kind of like Johnny in NXT because he always has been the heart and soul of NXT. So like any match he's in always like hypes up the crowd, no matter what, who he's against, no matter what stipulation or anything like that. No, I definitely, I agree with you there. It's funny you said the heart and soul of NXT. And I was like, damn right, that was his thing. But now he yeah. says he's all heart, no soul or something. Or what is it? I forget. Yeah, I don't no even know. No heart, something like that. No heart, all soul, something like that. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. I think he's one of those people that uh, will go out and deliver no matter what. And like you said, even if he is a bad guy or a good guy, uh, sometimes you still get people... Uh, cheering for him because he's freaking Johnny Wrestling and people love him and they, they know his contributes uh, to the sport and whatnot. Um, but what about you, Ben? How do you feel about Mr. Johnny Gargano? 
Whether I like a wrestler or not, I really hate to see them get, like, you know, moved up to the main roster just because I don't trust them to, you know, um, push them to the the best ability and stuff like that. I think they'll just, like, forget about them and get them mixed in the shuffle. No, I... I agree with you 100%. I mean, I could literally hit the repeat button on that quote, and I guarantee you everyone will be like, yes, that's exactly right. Like, for example, not to veer away from that, but with Shayna right now on Monday Night Raw, she has been lumped with Nia Jax, and I won't try to dwell on that too much because then this podcast is going to turn into two hours because everyone knows I have a lot to say about Nia Jax and Nia Jax working with Shayna Baszler. But, yeah, it is things like that. When you go to the main roster, you're like, oh, but what if they what if they screw it up? You know, they did it with Shayna. They did it with the Viking Raiders. They did it with Ricochet. I mean, the list can go on and on. So, yeah, you're right. I, I, I totally get Johnny's, like, want and need because he probably feels, you know, more secure there, and he probably feels that, Hunter would know how to handle his booking better, but I don't know, man. We'll see. Uh, going back into the match, um, it, it was just really random when Leon Ruff won the title. I was like shocked because I was like, "Wow, that's cool!" Like Johnny is letting this guy go over. They're WWE is obviously trying to give this guy uh, new opportunities. I, I think that was really cool. I love how Johnny lost it because of wheels, and he hates wheels, and I'm like. That means he wouldn't like me then. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. Really? <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, no. But yeah, so I was like, great. Now I have to stay away from Johnny Gargano over the rest of my life because he wouldn't like me. But um, yeah, so he hates wheels and, you know, he. He spun the wheel. And if you guys remember, too, Leon Ruff's name was, like, randomly added to the wheel. Because if you guys remember, it was a nice wheel with Damian Priest and Timothy Thatcher. And I think it even said Pete Dunne. It said a, a few names. Yeah. And it was, like, all nice. And then, like, Leon Ruff's name was, like, just written with marker and tape. Like, he had just, like, randomly stuck it on there. Like, yeah, we're not – this guy's not going to be the one to get picked, you know? And it was almost kind of like – uh the the wheel was was rigged basically for for it to be Leon Ruff because my assumption is that Johnny thought oh I could beat this guy you know so easily and being a hill that was perfect and then he loses and I was just like what in the world I was like why would you even give him the title to begin with if you were only gonna keep it on him for like a week and I remember I was pissed because I was like all right are we going to get the power couple thing that I've been wanting forever, which is, you know, him and Candace running shit, but Candace didn't win her match. She lost it against EO. Uh, I believe this was Halloween Havoc. And I, it just, I was upset. I didn't like it. And I, I don't know if they're, if they did this to like further the, the storyline between, you know, Gargano priest and rough, but I don't know. To me, it's kind of just been sloppy and not to say that I haven't enjoyed Gargano stuff because I have, but I just don't like this setup per se. Um, but with that being said, I am going to go on a limb here and say that Damian Priest 
regains the NXT North American Championship. That's my prediction. I think they took it off way too soon, only for him. You know, he got it off of Gargano. And, um, not Gargano, but he got it. He didn't have it for that long. Gargano won it. A lot of people say that wasn't the right move. I was fine with it. But now that Priest lost it, I'm kind of like, what's the end game here? But I, I think that Damian Priest has, like, a lot more to offer in NXT. Um, so putting the North American Championship on him would make sense. The only way that I see Gargano retaining is uh, – not retaining, but getting it back uh, is if he and Candice, like I said, do that whole power couple thing. But I don't know. I've kind of, like, lost faith in NXT pushing Candice because there's been so many opportunities to do the damn thing, and it hasn't happened yet. So I don't know, but I'm going to go with Damian Priest regaining the NXT North American Championship. What about you guys? How do you feel about this match? I'm going to go with Priest on this one. We're going to go with Damian Priest as well. What is, what is his name? The Archer of Infamy or something? Yeah, Archer of Infamy. I'm like, what is his nickname? Yeah, I just, he's also someone I can't get into. And everyone on Twitter is like, what do you mean you don't like Damian Priest? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I just can't get into him. I, I don't know. What What about you, Bennett? How do you feel about this? Match? With it being the only title match, I feel like there has to be some sort of like twist or shocker in it. Um, I yeah. kind of want Leon to return. That would be really interesting because aside from like what we've seen in recent weeks, we don't really know much about him, you know? So I think it would be really cool if uh, NXT gave us a new face to root. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, you mentioned that with it being the only title match uh, that you can see like some shenanigans or some twist happening. So I guess we'll, I'll bring this up now. I was going to bring it up later, but I'll definitely bring it up now. Um, there's two ghost faces, and we know that the first ghost face, ghost face is Indy Hartwell. Uh, but who do you guys think second ghost face is? And will we see them involved in either women's war games match or this North American title match? A lot of people on Twitter are saying it's Austin Theory. Um, I don't see how it is because I don't know how he's involved in Johnny's like storyline. At all. Oh my god, yeah, I wait. Think... Dude, what if it's what What's if it's that? cross? Carrying cross as Ghostface? Oh god, that would be that would be <clears throat> insane. I okay, I don't think people would expect that, by the way. I wouldn't. I know I'd be like, what the fudge? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> dude, dude, I it could be. It, it it very well could be that would be insane, especially because like he's kind of been less silent on social media as of late. So maybe I don't know. Either way, I I love this this part of the storyline because as a as a horror movie fan, I'm like, yes, there was more than one Ghostface like in the original Scream. Everyone knows that, and it was yeah. it was the, it was perfect. I was like, I see what they're doing. This is like an homage to horror movie fans everywhere. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think both of those kind of make sense. Uh, again, Karrion Cross would be would be like a like a what the fuck type of thing. Uh, Austin Theory, it makes sense because I think like prior to the whole Ghostface thing, um, there was a 
there was that match that Johnny Gargano had with Austin Theory or oh, something, yeah. and he like he told him like I'm gonna teach you a lesson or or he said something kind of like implying that he might be under his like tutelage or something. So maybe it's I don't know maybe it's a Austin Theory. Personally, I don't like Austin Theory, and we won't get into reasons why. I'm pretty sure anybody is has a Twitter can probably figure it out. If not, Google him on Twitter and people will tell you. Um, I don't know. I Someone on Twitter, um, I think it was like Scott, the women's wrestling fan. I think his like handle is like Live Blackheart or something like that. But he had said, and I saw it this morning and I was like, whoa, I didn't even think about that. But could you imagine? Someone said, what if it's Tegan Knox?" And I was huh. like, Oh shit! <laughs> like that—that that would be interesting because Tegan Knox has this history with the Garganos, and you know they went to that dinner party, and then there was board games last year. But I was like, okay, so if that is what's happening, that would mean that Tegan is a hill, which I would totally be down to see because I don't think we've ever seen that. Um, unless I missed it when she was on the Indies or something. But to my knowledge, she's always been a face. Um, so I think that would be really interesting. Um, however, uh, with an ACL injury, I don't know. Maybe she'll be out longer. But then again, sometimes people come back quick from ACL. But I don't know. I've been trying to, like, look at the the height of Ghostface. Be like, okay, how tall is he? Because that kind of gives it away a little bit. Um I don't know. Watch it be someone like we didn't expect. I think someone else had said, like, what if it's Robert Stone, too? Because Robert Stone hates Shotzi Blackheart for breaking his foot so many times. <laughs> but but I don't know. I feel like I feel like that might be one of the big reveals of of uh, Sunday night is to see if second ghost face shows up and reveals themselves. It'll be interesting. That's for sure. And now we are on to the first War Games match of the night as Undisputed Era takes on the team of Pat McAfee. Remind me who's in this. Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, Oni Larkin, and Danny Burke. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's who's in the match. I'm like, why do I always forget Oni Larkin and Danny Burke's names? I always do, and it's weird. I don't know if it's because they're like, forgettable i know that sounds really sad but i just i always forget them but yeah it's that that's the war games match undisputed era in war games again they're always in war games which i find quite hilarious actually and versus this new this new i don't know group faction whatever you want to call it pat mcafee says that it's the best faction in wwe history i strongly 100 percent disagree but that's just me. Um, how do you guys feel about Pat McAfee? You know, making the transition from football to professional wrestling. I know there's a lot of people on the internet that say that he's like one of the best in the business, like one of the best heels in the business and everything he says is believable. He's had a lot of high praises. You know, he had his one-on-one match at the last takeover with Adam Cole. Um how do you guys feel about him? Do you like him? Do you, do you not care? Where are you guys at with him? Uh, personally, I'm not really a big fan of Pat McAfee, even when he was with football. 
because he's just not I don't know I don't know how to explain it wasn't he with like the Indianapolis Colts or something yeah he was the punter for the Colts See, and that's what they've been using for him, too, huh? His his finisher is technically like a punt kick. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's interesting. Um, I don't know. It's weird because I know a lot of people, you know, they have their negative thoughts about sports people transitioning into other sports. Mm-hmm. You know, you saw that when Ronda Rousey made the jump from MMA to wrestling, and then now you got Pat, Pat McAfee doing it, but he comes from football. And not to say that people – haven't come from football before and, you know, yeah. transition into wrestling. You know, you got uh, Roman Reigns, you got Brock Lesnar, you got Mojo Raleigh, you got Baron Corbin. Like, it happened. Yeah. But it's just so interesting to see um, a name like Pat McAfee, you know, be so uh, engraved into a WWE storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, me, personally, I don't know if you guys agree, but for me, it's a little bit frustrating because I, I love Pete Dunne. I'm a, I'm a fan of the Brooklyn. I know you guys are as well. Um, and, like, it frustrates me because they're always uh, lumping him with people that I don't like. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, they lumped him with Matt Riddle. And, like, it was, just, uh, it was the stupidest thing ever. It was, like, torture for me every single time they were on screen. And now they've lumped him with, you know, McAfee. And, you know, Birch and Larkin. Um, and I just feel bad because I kind of want Dunn to do his own thing. You know, I want him to be in the NXT title picture. I want him to be in the North American title picture. You know, he was the longest reigning NXT UK champion. And I, I feel like they could be using him more. And I feel like Pete Dunn really isn't a group guy. He's Unless he's with, like, Mustache Mountain, you know, because he's, like, the honorary. But aside from that, I don't really see him as a, a group person. I see him as like a lone wolf. Do you guys feel the same way? Are you frustrated with Pete Dunn's booking, or is it just me overreacting? No, I feel the same way. Like Pete should be on his own. Like he doesn't need another tag team. Uh, he's better off on his own, just doing his own thing. I definitely agree with you. And what about you, Ben? Yeah, I feel like he's not really, like, a team player, and he should be allowed to shine on his own. Like, he doesn't need any backup. He doesn't need anyone. He's just a bruiser way. He's by himself. That's how I feel, too. Okay, I'm glad to know that I'm not in the minority because, yeah, I'm just like, I I don't know what you're doing with him. And it's, it's frustrating. But that being said, who do you guys give this win to? Do you give the win to the Undisputed Era or do you give this win to this new faction that, to my knowledge, doesn't have a name yet? Uh, I'm going with Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era. Me? I'm, I'm, I'll go second. I think this new faction wins. And the only reason why I think that is because they have spent so much time building them and, you know, you have Pat McAfee get on the mic talking about how he is they're the best faction in WWE going right now. And I don't think they would waste all of that just to have them lose in their first big match. That being said, I do think there is going to be some screwy uh, happenings yeah. at that war game tonight. And I know like be mad at me for saying this and for putting it on the but I'm going to do it anyway. I think that um, – 
somebody turns on the Undisputed Era, I think somebody is going to leave the group. And I think Undisputed Era is finally going to start dissolving. And I know people hate that because they're, you know, such a good team and they've been a team for a while. But if you look at the history of the Undisputed Era, the whole reason why War Games started and everything was because um, Roderick Strong had issues with them and he was going to, you know, face them in War Games with Pete Dunne. And I don't even remember who his partners were at the time. can't remember. It was such a while ago. It was a while ago. But then, uh, you know, Roderick Strong betrayed them and that's when he joined the Undisputed Era. And it was like the craziest thing ever. And then there's been this speculation, like in my mind anyway, there's been this speculation of like, what if he never really cared about the Undisputed Era? What if this has been like a long game? You know what I mean? And he's like going to betray them where it hurts the most. Um, I don't know. I could see something like that happening. And if not Roderick Strong, maybe Kyle O'Reilly, because they did kind of like push him for a while as a singles competitor. So maybe he's like, you know, you guys are the ones that are holding me back and if I continue to stick around with you, like I'm never going to be giving these opportunities again. So maybe he might go out on his own. I don't know. I just feel like it's war games. I feel like something big is going to happen, whether it's a betrayal, a return of some sort, but I think we're going to get some screwy stuff. Like I said, screwy stuff in there. And I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. What about you, Bennett? How are you? Yeah, I feel like there needs to be some sort of like big upset or return or something. And I do think that, this new faction needs to win just so, like, Undisputed Era will, like, blow up in flames, you know? Yeah, maybe the, this loss, if they lose, and I'm assuming they will, uh, maybe this loss is what starts to show the cracks, if you will. Like, maybe maybe we don't get a screwy finish and maybe someone doesn't turn on, on Sunday, but maybe, um, you know, like... When it happens, they get mad and they start showing their weaknesses. And like you said, it starts dissolving little by little. And that's how Undisputed Era ends. I don't know, because I have to assume that they're going to be main roster bound at some point. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to go with Pat McAfee's group. I, I wish they had a name because I think it would make it a lot easier. I but whatever, that's what I'm going to go with. For the brand. For the brand? Okay, yeah, that's, that's- what- Pat says. <laughs> That's interesting for the brand. I mean, I, I guess I guess it that has a nice ring to it, but whatever. I'm not really buying it. Literally, the only person I like in that faction yep. is Pete Dunne. Yeah. Only Larkin and Danny Birch, they're fine. And it's funny because I wanted them for tag team, tag team champions for so long, but now that they have them, I'm kind of like, yeah, can I take back what I said? I don't want it anymore. And I think that was just me being upset. That Breeze Zango along because I was like, man, like they had never had titles ever, and then they get them and then they lose them. And so maybe that's just me being bitter about that. But anywho, so we have our teams chosen for war games, the men's war games. But now we get down to the the main event of the evening. Well, it's our main event anyway. It was our main event last year because clearly the only thing we truly care about. And the only reason why we got on this podcast together, to be completely honest, <laughs> just like last year, uh, women's women's wrestling is superior, y'all. And I think anybody yeah. who disagrees is wrong. Um, it's it's the, the main event. I think maybe this match closes the show or opens, depending on you know, what other shenanigans we have. I know last year it opened the show. 
But anyway, so our main event is the Women's War Games match at Team Shotzi, which is composed of Shotzi Blackheart, Rhea Ripley. Um, why do I always forget? Help me out, guys. Ember Moon and Eo. And Eo Shirai. There you go. Those four versus the team of Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm. Four versus four. It is stacked on stack. Um, there's a lot of like elements. There's a returning Tony Storm. There was a, a returning Ember Moon. Uh, it's like their first big match back for both of them. Before we get into predictions, off the bat, how do you feel about these teams compared to last year? How do you feel about the buildup? I know I kind of asked that in the beginning, but do you guys have any, like, preferences, wishes that you wish would have been different, or do you like how it sort of played out? I kind of wish that Tony would have been on Team Shotzi, but it got turned around. Like, I had so many hopes of Tony being on Team Shotzi so much since from the beginning they announced the war games. And then her heel turn was like, up. Oh, well, there goes it. <laughs> so how do you feel about Tony Storm being healed? Do you think it'll work? Do you think it's believable? Were you shocked? Uh, well, when she came back, she said you guys are about to see a new side of Tony Storm. So I'm excited to see where this goes. She kind of alluded to it. I didn't even realize that. Damn, that's a good point. She did say that. What about you, Bennett? How do you feel about Hill Tony Storm? Because I know for a while you were like, I could still say you're a Tony Storm fan. Am I correct in saying that, or do you like like her less? No, than you are correct. Before? Yeah, no, I love Tony. I feel like she's needed like this Hill turn for a long, long time because she was like, if I'm not mistaken, a fan throughout her entire NXT UK run. So you know, if mm-hmm. a heel turn is what's needed for her, I think to go forward. That'll be interesting. I can't. Yeah, I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of excited to see Hill Tony too. Um, I don't know, man. There's just so many like combustible elements in this match, especially like people like Raquel Gonzalez. Like that girl is a. She is like she is built. You know what I mean? Like I can look at her and be like, please don't mess with me. Like you know what I mean? Like I I don't want to be on your bed. Compared to last year, I don't think like because you know we had uh, Dakota Kai turn on. On Tegan, I don't think we're gonna get anything quite like that this year, but um, yeah. I, I do think uh, Shotty's gonna kill herself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my that, god, that's what I'm dude. thinking. Oh my god, hey, she's she's a baldy badass, dude. Balls to the wall, dude. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I feel like War Games is 100% her environment, and she's gonna thrive off of that. And just thinking about like her and Rhea oh, Ripley being like, <laughs> Yo. it's right? like a playground on the same team. Yep, exactly. This this structure, if you will, I feel is like built for those two. You know what I mean? No, dude. I think I think we're gonna be in for a treat with this match, especially because like you, you like you said, you uh, you put in Raquel Gonzalez. She's a powerhouse. Candice LeRae, if you guys know Candice LeRae, you know you know that she's willing to take risks, especially if you've watched anything that she's done on the Indies. Holy shit, that girl is insane. She is insane. I don't even know how she does half the shit she does. I'm like, crazy. You're crazy. Um, 
And it kind of sucks because we don't really get to see that side of Candice. I mean, we saw it a little bit in the Halloween Havoc match. Um, but aside from that, we don't really get to see it. And it's kind of frustrating because I'm like, ah, to me, Candice is one of the best, like, women wrestlers in NXT. Maybe in overall, I could even go as far to say that. And they don't really treat her as such. And it's just frustrating. So I hope that this match, if anything... Uh, shows people a little bit more of who Candace is and who she can be because, like I said, I think she personally should have been champion a while ago. But I mean, I guess I have to wait and be patient because it hasn't happened yet. And then, of course, you have Io Shirai, who is incredible just to watch. I can just imagine her doing the the moonsault off of the the War Games cage like she did last year. If she does that again, I won't even be mad or like maybe the clips. Off of the war oh, games cage geez. somewhere. I just feel like, <laughs> right? Like, come on, we're going to see some really spotty stuff. And I know we are. And I think that's why I'm like most excited about this match is because I know that all eight of them are going to like go into it, like, you know, with this this mentality of we got to be the best match of the night. And I, I feel like they honestly could deliver. We just know they're all going to do something like crazy. Could you imagine a Storm Zero off oh of the cage? Oh, my days. Ooh. Like, and through a table or some shit like that? Like, I would, I'd I would pop. Oh, oh, my God. Tide. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Through the, either through a table or, like, through, like, a thing of chairs or something. Did you last year? Tashina and Pinna. I think it was yeah, the chairs last year, right? It was the chairs because then, she, yeah, and then Rhea pinned Shayna. I remember that. That was that was some good shit, dude. I hope we have like more weapons inside the cage as well. So with that being said, who do you guys think wins team this match? Shotzi, hands down. Hello. Yeah, and team Shotzi, like hello. <laughs> No, yeah, I agree 100%. Um, I don't see it going, like, any other way, really, because it's like Shotzi has the most build-up right now going into this, and I think her as captain, um, if she loses, like, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Unless they do something random, I don't know, but <laughs> you know WWE, sometimes they're crazy. I feel like um, Shotzi's going to get a new tongue for her entrance also, as well. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say that. Thank you for bringing it up because I completely forgot. Like, yesterday, they, like, did a clip with Shotzi and Rhea and Ember and everyone else. And they were, like, they showed Shotzi something. And I was, like, it's a tank, right? Like, it has to be a tank. And, like, they didn't show what it was. But I'm, like, it's a tank. They built her her tank. It's a new one. It has to be. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope it (laughs) Dude, I hope she like gets pyro and everything too. She deserves it, dude. Mm-hmm. So we're all under the agreement that Team Shotzi wins on hundred percent. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Do you think that after that match, does anything happen afterwards to set up something in the future, or just as wrestling fans, I'll open the question: Is there something you want to see in the future? that could possibly come out of this match? I think maybe, like, indie uh, or... Yeah, indie, I think she might get involved somewhere. 
That's another thing I want to ask, too, because Indy has been seen wearing a neck brace, and obviously that's why she's out of the match. Even though she had the neck brace on, do you think we'll see her involved in some way on Sunday to help her team get some shenanigans? Yeah, I think so. And maybe yes. someone else is on my mind, but I can't think at the minute. You're like, no, what real. was I going to say? But yeah, no, I think... Oh, um, I I think either way, uh, this pay-per-view, I don't I mean, I don't even know if you want to call it pay-per-view anymore, but I think uh, this War Games is going to be good. I'm excited for all the matches. Again, excited for the women's War Games match the most. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited. I think this this it's going to be good. Do you guys have any final thoughts that you want to say uh, pertaining to this card or anything, really? I just think there should be some, like, shock factors or, like, twists and turns, shit like that, yeah. just some just some crazy shit happening because, you know, it's war games. Yeah. I agree with you. It's not It's not a WWE. I feel like that's the thing, too. It's not a WWE show unless something crazy happens. So, especially, in, like you said, especially in a war games match. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, that's it. That wraps up War Games. It's a really small card this year, but it's it's still stacked regardless. Um, I'm excited for it. Uh, I want to thank you guys for joining me again uh, a year, about a year and a month later. Uh, as long as War Games continues to be a thing, I would love to continue to have you two on as like a traditional war games type of thing because I I don't know. I always find these really Yeah, absolutely. I'm always in. Yeah, I love it. I'm down. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. Now, before I let you guys go, is there anything that you guys want to plug? Any projects you guys are working on? Any merchandise you guys have? Whatever social media, anything you want to say, the floor is yours. Yeah, so I have um, merch on Redbubble. It's Rhea's Riptide if you want to buy anything there i take requests as well on instagram which is Rhea's riptide underscore and twitter which is Rhea's riptide the infamous <laughs> Rhea's riptide yeah i can't change that it's you dude everybody everybody that's like your name i feel like maybe and i should have did that in the beginning i was like oh so it's you um, but yeah, no, your red bubble stuff is awesome. I bought myself a Bailey role model mug. I just drank coffee out of it yesterday, actually. And then I also bought myself a Rhea Ripley face mask because, you know, you got to keep yourself safe during this pandemic and you might as well do it with style and you might as well do it to support a friend. I'm always honored to, to help you out. Yeah, I think I'm going to start working on some new designs as well. So keep an eye out for that too. Heck yeah. You guys know where to find his stuff. What about you, Kevin? Do you got anything you want to plug? Social media, anything like that? Go ahead, my friend. Um, oh, not really. I just like uh give me a follow if you want. Shotzi's weirdo on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh yeah, that's basically it. I don't have really projects. Awesome guys. And as for me, you can always find me at greatlove91 on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to check out my YouTube channel where I post reactions to wrestling matches and sometimes I review Monday Night Raw. I just review things in general and talk about what I thought was good, what I thought was bad. You can do that on YouTube. 
same name as this podcast, Squared Circle Addicts. And yeah, I am, like I said, I'm so happy that I got this podcast out. It's been a while since I've been in the saddle. It's been a while since I've felt motivated to do anything. So uh, again, it means a lot that I could have two of my best friends on the show with me talking about wrestling. Uh, and, you know, War Games is a big day for me as well, because not only is it War Games, but it's my late brother's birthday. So it's kind of like I'm going to be celebrating in honor of him watching some good wrestling that day. So happy birthday to my brother in advance. And again, guys, thank you so much for being on the show. Anytime. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, all right, guys, take care. And to my loyal listeners, all 15, 20 of you, I don't know if the number's grown since then because I haven't checked in a while. Thank you guys for being so loyal. Thanks for waiting for me to come back. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this show, and I hope you guys will enjoy War Games. Feel free to interact with either of us about the show. I'll probably be live. Actually, I won't be live tweeting. But if you want to talk to me about it, feel free to talk to any of us about it. And, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. We're all going to get out of here. Uh, Thank you guys for doing this. I know it's different time zones where all of you are. Bennett is in the U.K. Kevin is in Philly. I'm in California. But technology, we made it work. So, uh, yeah, this was fun, guys. Take care, and I'll see y'all later.